Welcome to Navigating Real Estate Turbulence. I'm John Lafferty with Century 21 Town and Country. And I am Tony Abate with Ross Mortgage. Thanks for joining us today. Today, yeah. our guest is Eric Peterson with Level One Bank. Eric's going to talk to us today about the PPP Act and what's happening with it currently and what we might be able to expect with the new uh, legislation once it's passed. Hey, Eric, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Thank you hey, again Eric. for having me join. Absolutely. Hey, so the last time uh, last time we had you on, it's, it's about a year ago. And at that time, we were talking about um, the PPP Act and how people could actually apply and the, the, the hoops that they had to jump through, not only for individual, but businesses especially, is who you were kind of looking to help. And, you know, you and I had talked, and, and Tony as well, we had talked several times you know, once we got into late spring and summer about all the businesses that you were able to help and get PPP loans at. So let's let's start there, if you wouldn't mind, and just um, kind of where things are at with that, uh, how many businesses you actually were able to help, and um, I, I guess just what you see going forward. Um, I do have some information from the SBA as a whole, um, so across the country. This is about a week ago. The SBA has lent about 101 billion of the 285 billion that has been allocated. Uh, so in turn, it's about 40% of the funds have been used. And again, the SBA has pretty much told all of us and all the bankers that, you know what, we're not gonna run out of money this time, um, like we did that first time. Um, again, the changes really kind of helped mitigate those, um, you know, the rush and all the money running out. Again, the loan size has been capped instead of at 10 million. It's now at two million. And this second round, these business owners have to prove that they had at least a 25% reduction in revenue from 2019 to 2020. So again, there's been some great work already done, uh, you know, with our small business owners. And again, not even about half of it has been used yet. So 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 that there was a change that you mentioned so the cap was was reduced uh, 10 million to 2 million and i'm wondering is that gonna i mean i guess what was the sweet spot with regard to those loan sizes and uh and and who who now may not be able to use the program yeah so unlike the first round where we had a large lot of larger corporations right taking advantage of it and not to say it's right or wrong um like i said in this one uh, business owners had to truly show a revenue decline. And the nice thing to know is that about 70% of those 101 billion have actually been under 50,000. So again, the average loan size this time is 78,000. Mm -hmm. um, so again, significantly smaller and really impacts that food, the accommodation, the hotel industry primarily um, and really the small business owner that is really struggling. Oh, that's good. So those changes aren't going to carve out a lot of people, it doesn't sound like. And uh, I, I guess one question I would have is, uh, since this is kind of round two, you guys went through it before, it, it happened at a, at a lightning pace uh, when it was rolled out before, um, what kind of advice would you give to bon uh, business owners that are, that are wanting to take advantage of this this time? Well, the good thing is, is like I said, the money's uh, not running out and uh, business owners have until March 31st 
to put in an application. And for those who have actually not done a first round uh, PPP loan, they can also take advantage of a first round this time until March 31st as well. So again, definitely there's some time there and uh, a great way to boost your business, especially as if you were shut down last year or even now, uh, a great way to get a little bit of boost into your uh, into your business. Mm -hmm. Hey, Eric, can we back up uh, yeah. and just sort of refresh everybody's memory about the PPP from last year and sort of some of the things that you needed to qualify for that and what it was really geared towards helping uh, with businesses and, and sort of maybe some of the caveats that came along with that uh, to, in order to qualify to get the money. Yeah, sure. So the first round really was to keep uh, businesses have their employees stay on payroll versus having them go to unemployment. Really, that was the ultimate goal of the SBA and that bill, the CARES Act that passed. Um, again, they didn't want to run on unemployment. They'd rather have business owners keep their employees on the books and payroll. And again, at that time, we didn't know how long we were going to be shut down. I don't think any of us thought we were going to be shut down this long. Uh, but in hindsight, that's why they came out with second round. And again, like I said, the loan amount was significantly higher that businesses could qualify for, and they didn't need to show any sort of revenue reduction uh, for the first round. Um, again, it was just to boost the coffers of all the business owners, whether they're big, small, medium size. And again, it was to really keep those individuals on payroll. Okay. So when you look back as to the process that business owners went through, uh, was there anything in particular that, because it was new to everybody at the time, you know, uh, was, is there anything in particular that, that caused delays or, or caused hangups in the process that, that maybe business owners would, would want to know about to maybe make it smoother this go around? Yeah, so unlike the first time, there were a lot of uh, hiccups, uh, let's say, uh, not only with the SBA or with the banking institutions um, in general. Again, we were all trying to learn how to actually work through this. Um, I know in the 15 years in my banking experience, I've never seen a loan program or product like this done through a bank uh, that is potentially all forgiven um, in a short period of time. And again, our goal that the SBA gave to the banking institutions is they couldn't get out and do it quick enough, so that's why we had the, that's why they had the banks come in and really help mitigate some of that time um, and resource uh, manpower. And again, the difference between now and and the uh, the last time is kind of know what we're doing now. Um, we have systems in place, we have some programming to help kind of mitigate some of those lost times or cues that we had to manually do through spreadsheets. Now we have some technology to, to help. And again, it, really we know what steps and what the SBA is looking for. Just makes it a lot easier for business clients to uh, get approvals a lot quicker. So you, you mentioned uh, a moment ago that um, businesses have to show a loss between 2019 and 2020 to qualify for this next round. What's the, what amount can they get in loans um, 
this go round to help their business. So, you know, let's just take, for example, that some restaurants uh, maybe last year never were able to operate at more than 50% capacity. So I, I would think it would be pretty simple to show that they lost money from 2019 to 2020. How much of that, let's say, let's say they, their business was down 50% because they could only put 50% people in. Uh, how much of that, let's say, 50% lost revenue, are they able to get a loan for? The full amount, partial? How does that work? John, that's a great question. And a lot of our business owners have asked us, um, what do we qualify for the second round? Because a lot of these owners have lost you know, people or they just don't need as many. Um, so the good thing is, is the SBA has stated you can use 2019's numbers or 2020's. Uh, as far as payroll goes. So again, for the majority, a lot of them are still basing it off that 2019 number. And again, as it, as it states, it's a second draw from the first round. So really for the majority, they're about the same dollar amount and almost identical to the first draw, just in a second form and another payment going into clients' accounts. Well, I guess just to clarify one thing is that they, they, they don't have to have shown a loss per se. They have to have shown a reduction in their revenue. Is, is that is that, that really is what we're looking at? So okay. it just has to be a reduction. So, for example, it could be second quarter of 2019, which would be April, May, June, compared to second quarter of 2020, April, May, June. Mm-hmm. And let's say that business made 100000 in 2019. But in 2020, they made 10,000. They would definitely qualify because they have at least a 25% reduction. So again, it's a comparison from that same snapshot of that quarter of 19 to a snapshot of quarter that same quarter in 2020. Mm -hmm. And you can use one, two, three, or four quarter, whichever one you may have had the most significant impact in your business. Oh, that's interesting because I I can see that now because different businesses are going to have different cycles and they may not have been uh, impacted in a nice, convenient, linear way, Uh, but they can, they can, you know, do that side by side comparison, I guess, based on whichever set of numbers is, is the most attractive for them to, to get the loan proceeds. Yeah, correct. And especially like with the uh, restaurant industry in Michigan, um, which has been impacted significantly. Mm -hmm. They may have had a bad second quarter, but they may have had a really good third quarter. Yeah. They evolved, they did DoorDash or Uber Eats or you know, carry out, right? But then their fourth quarter may have been really bad as well because again, another shutdown. And that's not, every, that's not the case in every state, right? So again, the nice thing about Level One Bank is that we're a community bank and that we understand certain aspects that you know, the other parts of the country may not be feeling, right? If you go to Florida, everything's open, you know, 100%. You don't need to wear a mask, though they do kind of want you to. But again, just different points of uh, of view, right? When this SBA program came out, again, it's really for hard impacted areas. Michigan has been one of those hard impacted areas for the accommodations industry. Didn't he just say something there very valuable that we talk about all the time? The importance of using somebody who understands the local oh market. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not only is that true, Eric, when it comes to what you're doing, what you're talking about here, but also Tony and I talk about this all the time and how important it is to use a lender 
or a mortgage uh, broker that's local, the importance of that, understanding the whole process, um, the types of property that you can purchase, and sometimes the hoops that you have to jump through, a local lender will understand all that. Uh, a, a national or somebody that's in another state has no clue. No, absolutely, it is, it is so true. And what we've seen is a lot of business owners have realized that, uh, whether it's with the first round or even the second round, I still have business owners coming to me that never took advantage of the first round or they tried, but they never got answers. And that's the unfortunate part. And so I'm just very thankful that I do work for a small local company that's based here in Michigan. And again, that can truly understand what's going on in our world and not just the whole country. Yeah, John, that's a good point. And, and, you know, not only the understanding, but it's the execution too, right? I mean, just, just getting from point A to point B through what is a new process for everybody uh, has to be, uh, you know, far, far smoother in, in what would be a smaller operation uh, where there's, you know, you're dealing with the same person uh, more often than not. Uh, you don't get lost in some of these crazy corporate silos as far as, well, where is my loan? Well, you got to talk to so-and-so. You got that one point person, not only is just there a higher level of confidence, uh, but my goodness, the whole thing just has to be able to get from point A to point B much more quickly. Absolutely. Yeah, so, so to share some good news for our, you know, our side, we've uh, done about 1,500 uh, second draw loans and for about 250 million. Um, and again, these are business owners in the state of Michigan only, right? We don't lend outside of the state. We feel we need to keep it within our borders. And, um, you know, so again, it's not as many as we did the, the first round because again, the qualifications are a little bit different. There are some business owners that did really well actually during uh, COVID um, and they adapted and they changed their models very quickly and some had some pretty banner years, um, but for the majority, they did not. And that's why this PPP loan has really been a, a saving grace for a lot of these owners. Hey, Eric, can I ask you, um, I don't mean to put you on the spot here, but what would be a, a few examples of a business that, or maybe, maybe an industry that you saw that was able to really adapt pretty quickly and flip it and actually have some pretty darn good success. Where, where did you kind of see that? So I've seen quite a few realtors uh, actually had a dip, um, but then really I've had multiple people tell me that they've had like a, a great year, one of their best years on record. Um, again, with the housing market, right? As John, you can attest and Tony with mortgages, you know, they had such a great year when a house went on, we know that it sells very, very quickly. And so again, and we're getting top dollar for our homes that we're selling, um, you know, versus five, 10 years ago. So again, that was one area that I've seen um, significant. And then another area was like the services industry. So you have like your contractors, your builders, um, you have like concrete guys. I just talked to someone in the concrete industry and he said it was the best year we've ever had. And he does business with MDOT and also some commercial, um, but people are redoing their homes. If they're not gonna sell, they're, they're taking money out and they're putting it back into their home right now. 
uh, because they're at home working. And so they want to remodel. They want something nice. They want a nice background behind them, uh, new paint, new floor. So that was a couple of the areas that really had some good success last year, even with yeah. the pandemic. That, that's the, and that's the other uh, thing that Level One Bank does very well that you specialize in are home equity lines of credit. And that's, I, I'm sure, you know, you and I have had conversations in the last year about how the interest rates are so low initially getting in. And you've, you've worked with a lot of people who have, are taking advantage of that to do exactly that, remodel, expand and where they're currently at. Absolutely. The, with the values of homes coming in where they're at today, um, you know, and people refinancing their homes, I have, I've seen clients go from a 25 year down to a 15 and they're saving money. Um, it's just unbelievable where these rates have gone so low. And again, a home equity line of credit, even if you don't end up using a, a lot or any of it, it's nice to have like a little nest egg. And really, I had a client yesterday, he owes 15000 and asked me, oh, how much is my monthly payment? And I said, well, it looks like you owe $43. So again, with interest rates that low, he's like, man, why am I not taking more of this money out and redoing my home or, you know, paying off my credit card debt at 20%? So we had that conversation. Can you um, just piggyback on that real quick and just talk about a secured loan? Um, it's one of the things that you, you talked about that I hadn't heard brought up in a long time. Are, are you finding that people are taking advantage of that? Yeah, so I do, I, I offer it uh, to quite a lot of my clients and a lot of them are like, well, Eric, if I have the 100,000 in my bank account to purchase whatever I'm gonna buy, why would I have, why would I take a loan out on it? And my point is that a, if it's for a business, you take that hundred thousand and that's now gone, right? How many years did it take them to actually create that hundred thousand? Maybe for some a year, maybe some five, probably for most, probably over five, I would imagine. The the upside to having that is that's a business expense, right? Whatever interest they're, they're paying, they can pay that off. And let's say at the end of that five years, they got their 100,000 still. And let's say the piece of equipment or the building or whatever they're looking to purchase in their business, they have that 100,000 still in their account, not wasted or used on a piece of equipment that may depreciate. So some huge tax so advantages that a lot of our business owners can do using those types of programs. So when we're talking a secured loan, uh, unlike you know what, what I'm used to is secured by real estate, are you talking secured by a, a deposit account or, or what, is that, is that what Absolutely. the collateral would be? Okay. Mm -hmm. So it would be secured by a savings account um, mm -hmm. or secured by a CD, either or uh, most do a savings. And again, mm -hmm. savings rates are pretty minimal right now, but again, we can get a mortgage for very cheap. The yeah. spread and the margin is very minimal. Uh, but again, at the end of the day, it doesn't make sense for everybody, right? Mm -hmm. But it does make sense for a lot. And again, it's just a way to utilize your capital instead of you know, taking it out of your investment or taking it out of your savings account. 
<laughs> you know, Eric, you uh, you bring up an interesting point too about just where people's heads are at with regard to um, using equity lines and not depleting savings, and that is with the uncertainty of COVID, a lot of them are just wanting to preserve cash and saying we don't know what the future holds. So uh, you know what, I I, I don't want to dip into that uh, rainy day money, and I, I just want to keep myself flush so that even though I'm employed now, if I'm faced with the layoff later then I'm, I'm protected. I've got some cash to, to hedge myself. Exactly. And so mm -hmm. I have an example. I just uh, did one for a client that um, was looking actually to build credit. So again, not only for the fact of not using all of their own money for whatever they're purchasing, this individual is going to use it to help build his credit up. He's brand new. He's a younger gentleman. And, and again, it's uh, just a great tool that I think is underutilized. Um, especially if you have that a little bit of extra cash. And again, a lot of times, uh, let's say it's bonus time, right? I know a lot of companies pay bonuses out usually in January, February from the prior year. You know, a lot of people may pay off their credit card debt with that, whereas they could do a secure, take that 10,000, put it in a savings. We could do a one, two, three, or a five-year secured loan for them and they'll have that credit card debt paid off. And at the end of that term, again, they have their money still in their bank account. Yeah, yeah, great great tool that can be used now that maybe could not be used in other markets uh, when the interest rates are higher. That's fantastic. I like it. Yeah, 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 for sure. It, going forward, I, I mean, I, I know that there's, nothing's finalized, but what are you anticipating uh, coming out of this next round out of DC? And how do you see that helping you help clients and businesses. Yeah, I know there's a lot of stuff going on right now in DC, a lot of bills that they've been talking about, whether it's with the extended payments of that 1400 per person, um, or I've heard uh, stories about uh, student loan debts um, being paid off, certain dollar amounts they just haven't figured out. We're building debt, you know, unfortunately in our economy. And really what that's more than likely going to do is it's probably going to increase our inflation rate. So again, right, the cost of goods is going to be way higher, as you probably have seen, you know, not to get on the gas topic, but, you know, gas just a few months prior was, what, 220? And now I've seen 279. Again, just in a short period of time, I see some things kind of like what was in 2008 and nine, And it's almost like a the monies that are spent, I feel it's kind of kicking the can down the road. The natural markets and economies need to have the ups and downs of, of good and bad. And, um, you know, fortunately, we haven't experienced a, a really bad downturn. Um, and I hope that we don't. But again, I, I would assume that probably after this has been done, we're, we probably will see a little bit of downturn, whether in the markets or, or it could be even in the housing industry. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, getting back to something on the PPP that I was thinking about, and now that there's been some cycle time through this, and, and of course, we'll, we'll give the appropriate caveat of, of uh, people should always consult with their tax advisor. But when we when we get into the category of uh, portions of these loans being forgiven, uh, and these loans in general, are, are you are you even anecdotally hearing anything about uh, tax ramifications that business owners are running into? No, actually, there's, uh, there's, new tax laws that have come out um, and again i would always uh, say get with your cpa or tax advisor mm -hmm. to ensure that you would qualify but 
there are some credits that business owners can take advantage of even after taking this PPP loan that they wouldn't have qualified before, but they do now. Um, I was just reading, I believe there's like a $5,000 credit that will be coming out per employee for some business owners, again, to kind of help mitigate some of that tax burden that some of these business owners may have to encounter. But again, in hindsight, these funds have significantly helped many, many of these business owners. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it's, it's just a great feeling to be able to help them. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, Eric, how uh, folks want to get a hold of you? They've got questions. They want to they explore this a little further. How can they reach you? I have a direct line here. I'm located at the Level One Bank in Rochester Hills off uh, Hamlin and Rochester Road. And my direct line is 248-710-3701. And again, we have an online portal that uh, I'd be more than happy to help walk customers through on the PPP loan. Um, And again, the the portal has made it so much easier and quicker. Um, And again, it's right on our website at www.level1bank. Com. Yeah, I can't. Uh, I can't say enough, Eric, about how uh, when we did uh, the initial one last year, there were quite a few people that Tony and I both know, personally and professionally, who jumped in with you, and uh, and you really did a great job for them and really helped them out. And some of them you couldn't, but at least you were able to offer advice to them on maybe what they should do or where else they should possibly go uh, for help. So thank you for that. Absolutely. My pleasure, guys. Thank you for that as well. All right. All right, Eric. Hey, great to see you. Uh, It's always great to have you as a guest on. Um, You know, so we're going to have you back again. And thanks for the great advice on PPP. Thank you. Appreciate it, guys.